Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT, I'm dynamite. TNT, and I will not fight. TNT, I'm a power load. TNT, watch me explode. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. Glad as always to have you here with me. I'm surprised I can laugh because I am, I am hot today. I am warm. And I'm glad to share this time with you all because we got some, it, it's it's hot out there, what's going down with Donald Trump and the Republican Party, and with 20-something days left, I think it's probably going to get even more heated as, as we go through this. We got to be prepared for that. Here's what happened. Going into the weekend, this audio tape of Donald Trump and with video gets released, and it's meant to, you know, after the first debate, he didn't do so well, and she starts to rise a little bit in the polls, and so then it's like, well, let's just put the nail in the coffin. Let's create a narrative that he is done. It is over. Let's just finish this. And oh, by the way, let's do this so that we can distract everybody from what was coming out from WikiLeaks because we don't have any journalism anymore in this country. We've got to depend on hackers to get the truth to us as to what's going on. So over the weekend, of course, the Republican Party did exactly what they were supposed to do. They started bailing on Trump. Everybody's expecting Trump to go down, even just really do his job and fall apart and fail at the debate. And that's not what happened. This man did something so incredibly extraordinary. I don't know one person in my personal professional life who doesn't have moments that they should be really glad right now we're not caught on audio videotape because many of you in my life would be losing positions in your churches, losing your spouses, and losing your jobs. You sure would. And you certainly wouldn't be able to do what he did, which was come out in front of hundreds of millions of people and have to show contrition when he's humiliated and embarrassed and then do his job and prosecute the most corrupt criminal criminal to ever hit the American scene. He, people are saying it wasn't a knockout punch. Are you kidding me? Even without the granny's girdle, uh, even with the granny's girdle that was Anderson Cooper and Martha Raddatz, she still was on her heels and did an abysmal job. He did his job. He rose like a phoenix, phoenix out of the ashes. So then what does, what is any Hillary supporting liberal wolf in sheep's, sheep's clothing calling himself the GOP leadership going to do the next day? He waited. Paul Ryan waited until the next day after Trump scored an enormous victory. He waited to say, I can't defend Trump. We're going to put the Republican Party pulling money from him. Saying, well, we just got to do typical Ryan. We got to take care of ourselves. We got to focus on the down ballot because we can't let Hillary have a blank check propagating two lies right there, continuing to try to propagate the lie that Trump's done. He can't win. Hillary is our next president because that's what that audio tape was all about. And propagating another lie, which is that the Republican Party is actually going to do anything to stop her. This is the Republican leadership that told us back in 2009 that the only way they could stop Obama, Obama's getting everything through, see, because he's got all of the, he's got the, uh, the White House, he's got both houses of Congress. We can't do anything to stop them. So the tea, well, you've got to give us the house because that's where the uh, spending originates from. So the Tea Party gives them the house. Oh, well, now we got to have the Senate because we got to have a majority in both houses. So then they're given the Senate. Then the excuse was after they, they turned right around and funded everything Obama wanted 
The excuse is we got to have the White House. So you know what, Paul Ryan? You and the rest of the Republican Party told me that unless you had the White House, you couldn't get anything done. You not only gave a blank check to Obama, you actually came out and attacked Donald Trump for wanting to do what is right for the American people and stop the refugees from coming here, which is not only about the importation of terror, but it's also incredibly costly when we got $20 trillion in debt, Mr. Fiscal Conservative, Mr. Little Financial Whiz who's going to solve all of our economic problems, and you want to fund bringing in terrorists here to the tune of billions of dollars? Oh, that's just not the values of our party. Well, you must have been speaking for your real party, the Democrats, because that's not conservatism. So you haven't done anything to stop Obama and you're not going to do anything to stop Hillary. That's a lie. So my question today is to the Republican Party, as well as Daryl Issa and Denise Gitsum, who, who I know locally here who are running for office, why should I vote for anybody down ballot? Because the leadership of your party has been telling me that without the White House, they can't get anything done. Trump did at that debate what no Republican has done now for decades. Where has the Republican Party, including that toothless Trey Gowdy, oh, the little attack dog, done nothing to hold the Clinton, the Clinton crime cartel accountable? He did what nobody in the Republican Party has done. We have a chance to do, to have what the Republican Party says that we def- desperately have to get some conservative principles put forward. We have a shot at the White House, and you're going to intentionally come out and sabotage him? Why? Because you know. Republican Party, that you don't have any plans to do anything to stop Hillary Clinton. That it's a one-party system. I've got coming up on the show today, I've got Trevor Loudon, who's got an amazing movie out that everybody must see. Stop watching that ridiculous video of Donald Trump. His mouth is not the enemy that we face. Trevor Loudon is going to be on my show in a few minutes. He's got a movie out that he's produced, written and directed. It's called The Enemies Within. I have been talking for years about the infiltration of the enemies in this country. The partnership between the left, who are Marxists, and the Islamists. I had no idea how wide and deep it was. We have been completely taken over in ways that even people like me who who study this kind of stuff, and it's been a passion of mine for decades, I had no idea. I even had Brenda Elliott on my show talking about her book, Red Army. I had no idea. The extent nobody has documented this like Trevor Loudon did. We are supposed, as he says, our constitution warns us to guard against enemies, both foreign and domestic. And we are complete. Our government is rife with domestic enemies. And today the Republican Party considers Donald Trump a greater in- enemy, which means he consi- they consider the, uh, the voters who voted for Trump the enemy. They're trying to protect their power base. And to me, any Republican who considers me the enemy is the enemy to me. I think, I think people need to sit at home and you can tell me I'm wrong. I've got Tom Delbacaro is going to be on on the show a little bit later. He can tell me that I'm wrong because as of right now, I've got the Republican Party been telling me that without the White House, they can't get anything done. And you know, why, why would I vote down ballot? Especially let's, and let's look at when they did have the White House and the majority in both houses back during the Bush years. The excuse was, well, we didn't have enough of a majority to get what we wanted done. What did they get done? The greatest expansion of our government. They're who gave us Department of Homeland Security. They're the one who gave us the Wall Street bailout, the TARP funds that we now found out from WikiLeaks. TARP money went to Democrat campaigns. They gave us the auto bailout. We're supposed to be the party of free markets, not the party that goes in, rescues industries, and and picks and chooses winners. What, What did the Republican Party get done then? Somebody said to me yesterday, I can't vote for Trump. This isn't the party of my Reagan. 
The Republican Party has not been the party of Reagan now since Reagan. What was 41 about? Who took over after Reagan? One world government. From W to 41, Boehner, Ryan, McCain, potty mouth McCain, who called his wife the C word in front of reporters, has the nerve to try to criticize Donald Trump. Get over yourself, you hypocrite. I'm tired of him hiding behind the shield of his military service while he hands our country over to the enemy. Where has this, re- this Republican Party abandoned me and they abandoned Reagan? And don't invoke the name of Reagan without knowing who he was because Reagan was a man who warned us about the scourge of communism. He warned us about the infiltration of the communists into our country. He warned that the, the primary way that they were going to try to get the foot in the door to get it over on us was through the healthcare system. And that's what happened with Obamacare. This is our last stand. Coming up, I'm going to have Trevor Loudon on the show. The Enemies Within, a movie that everybody must see. I beg of you, stay tuned. Trevor Loudon comes up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your You're family's listening legacy. To the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Woo! Good that I had a little break there because I was getting fired up talking about the enemies within, talking about domestic en- enemies that we've got in this country right now, and who is considered, who should be considered the enemy instead of who actually is considered the enemy. Lots of enemies going on out there. I'm glad to have Trevor Loudon. He's not an enemy. He is a friend to America, even though he's not Native American. But he understands what's at stake in this country, in this election. He knows what an enemy is. He knows who the enemy is. And he's brave enough and courageous enough to document it in a movie called The Enemies Within. I, as I said before the break, I beg of everybody, stop watching that video of Donald Trump and what he said to Billy Bush, because that, that's not the greatest threat that we face. That conversation is is not the enemies within that we need to be focused on. Trevor Loudon, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi, Andrea. Thanks very much for having me on. 90 minutes. I am somebody, um, you and I haven't met before, I am somebody that has been concerned about two, two elements politically, going back to my childhood, communism and the rise of Islam. And I'm no longer calling it radical Islam because I think what we saw at the debate Sunday night in which the young woman stood up and, and showed that these so-called moderates are more concerned about labels 
of um, Muslims than they are dead Americans. I think we need to be honest yeah. about the enemies that, that we've that, that young lady with no mo- no moderate. She she followed she, she followed some of the most extreme elements in the country. But uh, just a typical plant, you know, designed to embarrass Donald Trump. Exactly. Um, I but I, as somebody who thinks that I have followed both of these issues as well as I have been. Consider I have been talking for years now about the partnership between the left and Islam. I had no idea how wide and deep it was until I watched your movie. The hair on the back of my neck stood up. Trevor, we obviously don't have time to get into all the details that you shared. I have never seen such comprehensive work. There are over a hundred and something elected officials, and that's just in in, uh, Congress. Uh, that have ties yeah. to, to, to communism, but enemies across the board in every level, uh, and and it does it does talk about the partnership between the communist and the Islamists. Let's talk about the communism first. Um, you did a brilliant yeah. job. One of the most, and I'm trying to hit on the highlights of of the that were really most meaningful to me, and then let you take it from there. When what a lot of people, a real light bulb moment for me was when you said first of all. One of the smartest things the devil ever did was convince people he didn't exist. And that's kind of what's happened with communism, that the fall of the USSR and the wall actually aided communism. Can you explain? Yes, well, it did, because when communism was the enemy, you know, when, when it was obviously the enemy of the United States, the United States put a lot of energy in combating it, you know, both domestically and overseas. And that really brought the, the, the communist movement to the brink of collapse, to the brink of bankruptcy. So when communism basically collapsed, it's, it's a little bit like, you know, say you have a cancerous tumour in your body and you cut 90% of it out, but you don't do anything else. And you, you come back five years later. What's, what's, what's going to happen? It's going to be all through your body, right? Right. It's going to just just invade everywhere. And that's what's happened to communism. You know, communism was knocked back in the Soviet Union. It wasn't extinguished. It was knocked back. It still is in control now, effectively, through Vladimir Putin, who, as he says himself, was, you know, once a KGB officer, always always a KGB officer. But but it has morphed right throughout the Western world. Now it's the Islamic immigration movement. Now it's the radical gay movement. Now it's the Black Lives Matter movement. Now it's all of these things that are attacking America. All of them are linked back to the to the old communist movement. And because Americans no longer even think communism exists, they don't connect the dots. You know how many Americans realise that Black Lives Matter is is a communist movement backed by Russia and and the Palestinians? I, I guarantee you, not one in a thousand does. But that is what it is. And so, so and, and and in the old days, you had Democratic congressmen and even some Republicans who used to work with the communists, but it was very difficult for them. Now it is completely unchecked. It's completely, you know, there's no there's no interference in it at all. So you so what has happened is the the communists have taken over segments of the Democratic Party all over the country. Then they elected their people into Congress, posing as liberal Democrats, who were effectively communists, who are then working through their agenda. 
you know, in California, you get, you know, you've got Barbara Lee, you've got Maxine Waters, who's up in this category. You've got, um, you know, you've got um, Filmer, who used to be the mayor of San Diego, but also sits in that category. Right. You've got at least, you know, you've got at least 20 um, congressmen from California who would fit in that category. Right. Army Berra, you know, uh, Mark Ticano, Judy Chu from, from the San Gabriel Valley. She's a total malice. Right. One of the things you did, excuse me for interrupting, one of the things you did brilliantly in this movie, we can't, we don't even have time to get into the details of the huge names like Loretta Sanchez and John Conyers, people that, um, so many Congress people that relied on and are grateful to communist organizations. And I think Loretta Sanchez here from California was one of the ones that you talked about to where the communist party goes to them and says, look, we're going to help get the vote out for you. We're going to help register people that, that in your demographic and, you know, we're going to help get you elected. And in return, we expect you to push forth policies that we want. And over time, yeah. So we either have Congress people that are flat out communist like uh, Conyers, or ones that are just that maybe aren't necessarily full communist, but they're willing to aid the Communist Party in order to to get an office. And we we can't get into all the details of that. But over time, the Communist Party has completely taken over to the, and they've done a brilliant job with wording. You explained so well in the movie how what used to be considered Marxist and Leninist is now progressive and inclusive. So you know they they they. Are playing a word game on us. A, a riveting moment for me in the movie was this young man talking about his sister who came here from Venezuela as a refugee who sought political asylum and said that it was chilling to her to hear Hillary Clinton give a speech. It was no different than the dictator in Venezuela. And the American people who were sitting back saying, we can never be Venezuela. We can never have to be fighting and scrounging for toilet tissue and food and have to eat stray dogs are kidding themselves, correct? Yeah, absolutely. You know, America has been set up for a fall. America has been rotted within. It's like a house house that's full of turmoil. It looks great. It looks fine. Until the termites have wanted it so much, one day you lean against the door, door jam, and the whole thing comes tumbling down. And that's where America is now. America is like a house full of termites. These communist termites have undermined every major institution in your country to the point that it would not take very much to see the whole lot tumbling down. Right. I'm going to interrupt you, Trevor, because I think I'm going to interrupt you there, Trevor, and tell everybody what you just said, because I think our connection is a little bad. Trevor was basically saying that it's like we've been e- our homes been eaten out by termites. And you know who one of the biggest termites was? Joe Biden. This is a man who was down in Chile and is on. You want to talk about scandalous tapes? He's down in Chile basically telling communist dictators down there because there is really very little difference. The Venezuela analogy is a good one because what's going on with the American uh, government here and the left with no pushback from the GOP is very Latin American style dictator type of stuff. Joe Biden. I never saw that clip from Joe Biden down there basically saying, give us some time, people. Give us some time, communist in Latin America, because we're going to get there. And another great quote from the movie was, we are getting, uh, there's a fight happening and the people losing the battle, getting beaten up, aren't even engaged in the fight. And that's the Republican Party. I actually, I I thought it was a really telling comment, but I actually disagree with it, Trevor, because I think the Republican Party knows good and dang well who the enemies are, that they're being funded 
by the communist parties and the Democrat Socialists of America and all that kind of stuff. And as long as they keep getting their little victories along the way, and I know you don't want to get partisan about it, but I got to call out the Republican Party for not doing their job. You're having to do it for them. Yeah, look, you're right, because the Republican Party has so been terrified of McCarthyism and so willing to compromise and so protective of its little patch that it's basically dropped the ball incredibly. You know, they are not even fighting immigration amnesty. And immigration amnesty will give the Democrats somewhere between 8 and 30 million new votes. That will destroy the GOP. That'll, that'll do to America what they've already done to California. You know how hard it is to elect a conservative nation, you know, statewide in California now. And that's all been done through, through importing illegal immigrants and signing them up to vote. That's how they flipped a lot of Orange County. Mm-hmm. And that's the plan for America. And you've got Republicans backing this. Yeah, because... Not, 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 not opposing it. Backing it. Oh, yeah, they're backing it. While they're lying to us and telling us that, oh, the, you know, the immigrants coming here from Mexico are primarily Catholic. They're a natural voting bloc. 75%. By the way, it's not 11 million. It's somewhere between 20 and 50 million. And they are 75% of them are going to vote Democrat. Do the math. But, the, but we basically have a one-party system at this point. And so, you know, they continue, they continue to think that as long as they're, look, they've supposedly got the majority right now. So they're, you know, the Republican Party's still getting donations. They're feeling ha- fat and happy. I got to switch gears though to to the partnership uh you're i I, we didn't even get let me tell you though listeners we didn't scratch the surface of what trevor has documented in terms of the communist infiltration of our government you've got to watch this movie but they've also partnered people have argued with me i've said they're partnering with the islamists for a takeover oh but communism is about you can't have god in society how many times i got to tell you they don't care if it fits exactly the mold of marx number one and number two uh, you know, Islam and conquest is about a centralized power. So it doesn't have to look like the f- perfect partnership. It's a, a Sharia Islam is a political system. What I did not know was the partnership between the Soviet Union and Iran and the radical Islamists. Yeah. You see, the Soviets are still backing radical Islam today. You know, they, they funded al-Qaeda. They, they trained the leader of al-Qaeda. They helped to set up ISIS. They, um, radical Islam is a tool that the Russians are using against the West. And this has gone right back to the 1920s, but it really amped up in the 1970s when the Romanian KGB worked with the Soviet KGB to send 400 um, communist agents into the Arab world to stir up hatred against America and Israel. So this is an ongoing thing, but you see it playing up in Congress, you see people like John Conyers, Loretta Sanchez, Luis Gutierrez, um, you know, Andre Carson, who's on the Intelligence Committee. Um, you know, all of these people have got their foot in the communist camp and the Islamic camp, and they don't care that one's atheist and one believes in Allah. They, all they care about is they both hate America. And as long as you hate America, you're part of the team. And, and one and of the things, right, and Conyers, we used to actually have a committee that was their whole, whole purpose was to rout out and defend us against domestic enemies. And Conyers and others successfully put it under under the Judiciary Committee, did he not? And so we don't have yeah. anybody right now doing what their job is to fight against domestic yeah. enemies. And you say 
that the worst of all, you know, there's all this discussion about um, the infiltration of the Muslim Brotherhood, which is a terrorist organization. They, the left likes to say, we got to, and, and the, the, the right is falling into this. They're making it be all about ISIS. The reality is ISIS, Al-Qaeda, Boko Haram, all of them come under the under umbrella of the Muslim Brotherhood. Uh, there was a yeah. home in Virginia in which documentation was there, the manifesto of the Muslim Brotherhood. They are here. They're at the highest levels of our government, and the plan is to take us over from within. And as bad as Huma Abedin is, the front of the Muslim Brotherhood, she was partnered with Hillary Clinton. You document this in the movie. It's no coincidence that a time in which we switched sides in the war on terror, at a time in which we toppled allies of ours and put radical Islam in that power base and allowed Americans to die, for example, in, in Benghazi, that it was a time that Huma Abedin was partnered with Hillary, Hillary Clinton as Secretary of State. But you document that she's still not the worst of it, that the worst of it is Hillary Clinton. Explain. The worst of them yeah, all. Well, look, 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 Hillary Clinton wants to make Huma Abedin her Secretary of State, a woman extensively tied to the Muslim Brotherhood. But Hillary Clinton is worse than that because Hillary Clinton is very actively involved in what they call the Istanbul process. Now, that is set up by the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. It's a 57-member NGO, the biggest NGO in the world, completely controlled by the Muslim Brotherhood. Now, they have managed to get the United Nations to pass a resolution called Resolution 1618, which Hillary Clinton is back into the hilt. She's invited their representatives into the State Department and is fully behind it. That would outlaw and criminalize the criticism of Islam worldwide, including in the United States. The conversation that we've had today would put us both in jail if Hillary Clinton is allowed to become president and enact UN Resolution 1618 into US law. So Hillary Clinton's working with the Muslim Brotherhood not just through Huma Abedin, but on an international level. You know, at the highest possible level she can. That's right. She's also been she's also been funneling American military technology to the Russians through her Clinton Foundation, which partners with the Russian Skolkovo Foundation, which is basically the, the Russian Silicon Valley funded by the by Putin. And um, the FBI has warned that this has been used to funnel more technology to the Russian military. So she's, but she's betraying America on every possible front. Absolutely, and she intends to. And, and I have been saying for a while that it was not a coincidence that she and, and Obama specifically chose to scapegoat the First Amendment and blame a video that was critical of Muhammad as, yeah, as, yeah. The, uh, as, the, as the scapegoat for what happened in Benghazi. It, it, they, they, had to, uh, they had to attack America and attack our free speech and make it be an indictment of America. Which is so, yeah, so, so America is causing all the problem because America is saying nasty things about Islam. So it's America's fault that it's getting attacked. Yeah, so she, therefore, if you stop Americans saying these nasty things, Islam won't attack us anymore. But it's how, yeah, how, right, and it's so even how logical is that. Well, not only is it illogical, it's so insidious. It's so an example of the complete dictator. You know, Trump said that if he was in office, you know, he would you know put hire a special prosecutor against her, and everybody said, "Oh, that's such a dictator." No, a dictator is somebody who can commit the crimes like she has, whether it was Benghazi, the Clinton Foundation, her email schemes, and get away with it and not be held accountable. And nobody's. We haven't even had time, Trevor, to get into. Well, Go ahead. 
Well, I can just can I tell people where to get the movie? You know, yes, to go to go to enemieswithinmovie.com. Enemieswithinmovie.com. Go there, you can see a trailer of the movie. You can order the DVD, and you can get bulk discounts for big amounts too, for for more than one. So, absolutely, I, I urge people to go there. Absolutely. I wanted to say say also that he does absolutely get into what is happening in our intelligence community with people like Philip Haney. There is details in there involving somebody named Lou Hay or whatever from Fort Hood uh, that the the um, as well as the Council of American Islamic Relations there and what's going on with the FBI, our intelligence communities, how pe- people for trying to do their jobs are being persecuted you can you are not allowed to do your job in the intelligence community all of that is documented as well one last time where can people see the movie well, well yeah enemies enemies within movie.com enemies within movie.com Trevor. as you say i think andrea it's probably the most hard-hitting thing you've seen for a while Absolutely it is. It, it sent chills up the back of my spine. Thank you so much. But, I, but one last thought, though, before I go. You did end on a positive note. You gave three simple things that people can do to try to turn this country around. They can support the Declaration of the Muslim Brotherhood as being a, a terrorist organization. Um, yep. they, can, they can vote, which you said to do. And what was the second one? Well, the other one was, you know, oh. we, need to, we need to have legislation that American congressmen and senators, if they want to serve on a committee, they have to undergo a background check. Just the same as someone who wants to drive a school bus or work for the Department of Agriculture has to. Because you can serve on the Intelligence Committee or the Homeland Security Committee or the Armed Services Committee and be completely involved in communism or the Muslim Brotherhood and there are no background checks at all. And, Hil- and Hillary Zero. Clinton, Huma Abedin, most of the most of the people we currently her- uh, are serving in the Democrat Party, at least, as well as in the Obama administration, would not be able to pass a simple background check. So they, they wouldn't have a prayer, yet they are running the country and they are working with enemies of this country every day to bring this country down. What's happening to America is not an accident. That's what people have to understand. This is being orchestrated by internal enemies of your country. And as your constitution tells you, you need to guard against enemies foreign and domestic. And uh, And nobody's paying attention to the domestic enemies right now. And they are even more dangerous than the foreign enemies. Couldn't have said it better. Got to leave it there. Trevor Loudon, thank you again so much. Appreciate it. Look, thanks so much, Andrea. Anytime. It It was great talking to you. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, we're going to switch gears when we come back. We're going to talk to Tom DelBacaro. We also have a big local story that we want to get into. This is the Andrea K Show. Don't go anywhere. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. 
Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Wow, that was um, one of the more disturbing interviews I've done. I was just talking to Trevor Loudon from the movie The Enemies Within. The domestic, so much conversation about ISIS and, you know, in the debate the other night and, you know, who's got the better plan? You know, does Gary Johnson know what Aleppo is? You know, so much focus on ISIS and the too much focus. I've said for a while, they're just one piece of a huge puzzle in terms of the enemy that we face with radical Islam, Islamic Jihad. And Trevor Loudon did a great movie reminding us of the infiltration the enemies that we have within in this country in terms of the, the communist and how they've partnered with the Islamist in this country to take us over from, from within, really, really disturbing. There is so much more at stake in this election than whether or not Trump said something naughty to Billy Bush. And, the, and at the open of the show, I talked about the GOP's response to this and the excuses that Paul Ryan is using to not support Donald Trump. And I've asked Tom DeBacaro to come on the show today to answer the question for me, Tom, why should I vote down ticket? Why should I vote down ballot when the Republican Party has been telling me now for years that they couldn't get anything done because they didn't have both houses of Congress and the White House? Now they've got a shot at it and they're intentionally giving up on it and allowing Hillary to take office. How are you? Hey, good. I'm good, by the way. Good to be on your show. Listen, five years ago, I wrote an article, an op-ed, saying that the Republicans better move quickly and provide government reforms or they're going to get run over. That was five years ago. Four and a half years ago, I wrote an op-ed in Forbes giving them a plan on how to seize the government reform agenda. But as you point out, they said, look, we can't really do much unless we have the White House. And, and in the process, although they've slowed spending with their deal with Obamacare on sequestering, that they've slowed it, the uh, discretionary spending down to virtually nothing. In fact, it's back to levels six, seven years ago. They haven't cleaned up any government, major government program. They haven't downsized government. They haven't removed a government program. So as you point out, why should I go send them all back, especially since they said this? Not only that, not, and, and, and not only did they not do anything in terms of limiting government and, and doing really anything about spending, they're actually, you know, se- well, sequ- the discretionary spending is down to a level from eight years ago. Okay. Which is pretty remarkable. Well, yeah. However, but you know, I haven't not, dismantled anything. Not, yes. And not only that, but they've allowed for the dismantling and the, the, uh, sequestration cuts on our military. Why are yeah, we and cutting the, our and the, and the national debt to go to nineteen trillion? There's nothing Obama did alone. They're the ones who allowed that to occur. They're the ones who have been in charge of the House for the last six years and, right. and the Senate. And now, when, the when, answer due to your questions, because yeah. I know the whole world's listening to you, is <laughs> that the biggest fight next year 
if Hillary wins, as I put in my Forbes piece, what happens if Hillary wins? The biggest fight next year for Republicans is the Supreme Court. And if there's not enough senator, if they don't control that Senate, she's going to get those choices. And the and the Constitution will become really just a passing document because they have four what I call social justices right now. They don't rely on the Constitution. They, Like Hillary said in the debate, she wants judges that feel for people. And if they get five and six of those, then the Constitution becomes very weak. And the only thing that has separated our civilization from many others in history has been that document and the rule of law. And with all this corruption and her Supreme Court picks, you'll have uh, our country will be eviscerated. And, And that is a great point. And that begs the question why, you know, in, instead of um, arguing over minutia like the Republican Party has has done and allowed the left, I want you to watch the movie that I just talked to Trevor Loudon about, The Enemies Within. I was listening to you. Yeah. I mean, Trevor's remarkable. Yeah, he so, is. But but let me ask you this. Why isn't the Republican Party, if they, if they care so much about the Constitution, first of all, when is the, when is the Republican ever successfully stopped them from putting anybody on the Supreme Court that wants to destroy us from within? Nobody. They always get it right. We're lucky if we get it right half the time, even when we have power. So I don't have any faith that this Republican Party is going to do anything to stop her from putting a far left progressive on the court. And if they cared so much about that, they would be trying to do everything they could to get Trump into office, who put out a list a list that was so conservative and so concerned with the Constitution that Hillary criticized it in the debate. So I'm not convinced that this is a party that understands or cares okay, so about the Constitution okay. and about stopping it from being taken over from within, or why haven't they been doing what Trevor Loudon just did and outing everybody who's trying to destroy us and overtake our Constitution? Why didn't they speak up to Bernie Sanders, who is a flat-out communist and has been going around with rallies of thir- attracting 30,000 voters pushing... Con- why are they allowing... Ivy even heard them come out and say, well, he's so likable because he's so honest. Are you kidding me? Where have they been in order pushing back against the people trying to destroy our Constitution? All right. <laughs> Objection compound. <laughs> Listen, the establishment, <laughs> I can't get it. You should, you're filibustering. You should be in the U.S. Senate. Look, the establishment. Holly's laughing right now. Throughout all of history, doesn't like challenges. They get comfortable. And there's nothing so tired in history as the revolutionaries coming in and adopting the programs and styles of those they claim to replace. So that's why government grows. That's why it starts out small and winds up big and collapsing. Mm -hmm. So those are the answer to your questions. What has to go on right now is, is I'm afraid as I warned in my book, The Divided Era, that we're going to we're gonna need to reach a Detroit situation mm-hmm. where you run out of money and collapse instead of being proactive and fixing something before it gets that bad. Right. And I'm afraid that's where we're going to be. I think it's, you know, what is Paul Ryan's claim to fame? What is, you know, all the, they kept telling us, oh, we can't make this big fight right now because the election's coming up. I understand why they want to do why they say that. But if you say that for 20 straight years, what do you get? <laughs> yeah, and and then if you look at what what we did get under uh, the Republican Party when Bush was in the White House and we had, you know, the House and Senate, you know, we got a lot of big government. And I you, you are you, I by the way blame that almost entirely 
on the Congress and not on the president who is fighting wars, who put who is trying to get good judges. Presidents can only do three or four big fights during right. their their term. Right. It was the those in Congress who were spending and not being good reformers. It would have been so easy, Andrea. All they had to do was put forth five reform bills this year on the post office, on VA, on tax reform, whatever it is, five of them, and say, this is what we stand for. Mm-hmm. Hillary would have been against all of them. Trump would have signed on to all of them. We'd have a unified message, and they could have easily won this race. They chose not to lead. And so when Paul Ryan says that this guy is so bad, or, or John McCain says this guy is so bad. By the way, there's audio of John McCain saying something to a reporter about his wife using the C word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't even want to hear. Yeah. Yeah. This is, a, this is a very, very difficult moment. And but the worst of it is. What's going to happen to that Constitution if she gets two more social justices on the court? Well, and I think that what's going to happen if she even gets in power at all, because I do not believe, like I said before, that they are going to do any that we know. Even best case, if they're able to get somebody what she considers a moderate in, their job is to advise and consent. They're going to put forth whoever she wants on the court. Even best case, we're going to get somebody that they consider a moderate that's still far left. In the two minutes we have left, you brought up something really important. You are a financial genius. You said we might need... Well, I, I, well I do think you're an economic genius, and anybody can go to Forbes and read your article. Well, that's the difference. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think the average American... American understands that we could ever be a Detroit as a nation. They say, oh, we can never be Venezuela. We could never be, you know, unable to find Breathe. toilet tissue or food. They don't get it. Can you share with people that if we do allow, like Trevor Loudon's, he's exposed to all the communists are and what their, what their plan is with Hillary being the worst of it, that economically, how dire could it get for Americans? It's very bad. Right now, half the U.S. economy is either government spending or the spending we do to respond to government regulations. That's half. That's an astonishing figure. Europe is around 65%, and that's why they have zero growth. That's where we're going. My op-ed this week is on social competition, because when the economy goes to zero growth, then you get social class warfare. That's where we're headed. So where do you go from there? It starts a downward spiral. If the government gets so big that it keeps sucking everything out of the private sector, the private sector gets weak, people don't have jobs, the government grows bigger. And you get in a downward spiral. And that's where we're headed. So will the U.S. government go broke because they can't print money? No, but that's when you get inflation. That's when you get grease. So the, uh, and, excuse the me for interrupting. of every generation to think it won't happen to you. Right. A lot of people today, we're churning out generations of people who have no idea what inflation means. I want people to understand what it means. It means that a loaf of bread, you print out money, money's, the money itself now is worth less. It's going to take more of it to buy an item. You're looking at $15 for a loaf of bread. Yeah, no, you're right. The cost of living will go up. You have less supply. We'll get back to where we were when we had 23% interest rates and and 13% unemployment under Carter, which was devastating to the poor. And that's where we're heading. And to think we won't be there again is just ridiculous. But again, that's the conceit of every generation. Oh, we would never make the same mistake. 
but it happens day by day. They don't right. just adopt it one day. Let's be really bad. Right. So you get there. <laughs> right. Well, thank you for right. being here, Tom. Where can people read your All articles? Right. They can go to politicalvanguard.com and you get everything about me when it comes to politics. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks for being here. All right. I'm actually going to really shift gears to something local. You know, they say all politics is local. There is a really horrendous local story that's happened here in uh, San Diego. And it. I've, I've got a good friend of mine, Eve Nasby, who's going to be here with me. So don't go anywhere. We're going to talk to her when we get back. Horrendous San Diego story. Stay tuned. sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K spelled K A Y E home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows. And through the years I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home. A home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have y'all here with me. Whew. I'm glad to switch gears to my lady friend Eve because I was getting all fired up talking to Trevor Loudon and Tom Del Beccaro. Um, although I wish I had a more positive local San Diego story to bring to you tonight. But I'm thrilled to have my buddy Eve Nasby, champion for military with American Consulting and Operation American Dream TV show. Hey, Eve, no, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, Andrea, it's great to be back. Thanks for all you do. And keep being fired up. We need to hear the truth of all that's going on in the world today. And that's what you bring to us. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Um, I was... I've been, like so many San Diegans, been seeing these commercials. It looks like Hollywood Casino is going to be coming to San Diego. It's going to be glamorous. It's, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm not a casino ga- gal. I don't gamble. But, you know, it's going to bring jobs and economic growth and revenue and to the city. We've got other casinos that are successful here in San Diego. And it has become the biggest story for two days because of the nightmare that mm-hmm. has been brought forth onto the citizens of Hamul. If you're not from San Diego, it's a suburb. The traffic yeah. conditions and safety yes. involved in it. Tell everybody. And so then a lot of people hadn't heard about what was going on until they hear the nightmare that was, and nightmare doesn't even begin to cover what happened with the traffic yesterday. So then people start discovering that there's even more to this story behind the scenes. Oh, it's yeah. like something out of a bad reality show. We've got desecration of yeah. graves. We've got bulldozing yeah. of occupied homes. What has happened here? It is awful. And yesterday I was in that traffic going to pick up the princess 
my daughter Erica from Yay. school and it was an hour to get back when it usually takes about 15, 20 minutes. There were kids that couldn't get out of Steel Canyon High School and they didn't get home until 8 o'clock at night wow. because the traffic was so bad. There's only two ways into Hamul and they were both jacked up. There were windy roads. They're two-way. They're not lit at nighttime. And add the fact that now the casino has the ability to serve alcohol to our already deadly roads. 94, you know, 94 is given a grade by Caltrans and it was an F. Yeah. Now you're adding thousands of vehicles. They say they employ the thousand people there. Most of them, I'm not going to tell you where they come, but they're not from the United States of America. Right. And so you've got all this kind of stuff. And Penn, I mean, the people that are involved with Penn, it's the long-known East Coast Mafia. And so there's a lot of corruption that starts with our governor and comes all the way down. But to your point about the history, a few years ago, um, there was a guy named Walter, three-time Vietnam veteran. He was evicted from his home at gunpoint by tribal police and pepper spray. And the residents of Hamul gathered around them. There was 120 residents of Hamul that gathered around, started this conflict. They were throwing his stuff into the street. The sheriffs came, Diane Jacobs came, and they signed something that said, okay, we're going to let you stay here. We're not going to bulldoze your property until we can demonstrate we have a legal right to do so. They signed the paper, Andrea, two days later. They bulldozed their houses. Wow. They couldn't get their stuff out. <gasps> They're throwing stuff on the streets. It was a nightmare. Oh, and by the way, they dug up the remains of their ancestors that they had a little cemetery there. They dug them up, and our Hamulians chased the Caltrans trucks to find out where they were going to bury the Indian artifacts. They stuck them down by the border. They are wow. under an overpass down by the border. Completely illegal. So yeah. my call is for every person out there who's a Native American, they should boycott this casino. There is no reason for this. It's ridiculous, and it's bad for our community, and it's bad for the state of California. There is so much wrong with this. I mean, from I mean, the the traffic nightmare that it made it to where fire trucks and other emergency responders yeah. could not get out yep. and help people. Lives are witnesses. really being lives are literally being jeopardized. That doesn't even tell the whole story. This is so much about corruption and tyranny of us versus them. That's what yep. that is. What's so good versus evil? I. See See, yep. this is symptomatic of the worst about what's going on with our government right now at every level, from state, okay. local, all the way to federal. It is about us versus them. It is about good versus evil. It is about the state versus Christians and the Judeo-Christian yep. principles that have made this country the greatest. And what I hope everybody hearing this will do is do not go to Hollywood Casino. I'm not usually one mm-hmm. that, that supports boycotts because I understand that people invest money in their lives and for businesses and there's jobs on the line, but we've got to start doing something to stand up to this kind of crap that's being done to our citizens. That's right. Amen. I totally agree. There's a lot more casinos out there. You can go out there and support. If you like to gamble, I don't, but if you like, you go anywhere but the Homo Hollywood Casino. All right. Well, Eve, love you. Thanks so much uh, for being here. Thank you for your All right, guys. All right. Um, just, can you believe that, Polly? I mean, desecrating graves, throwing, you know, people's property out on the street and bulldozing the home when you haven't even proven you've got a legal right to do that. I mean, is this America? I thought it was, but that does not sound like the America that I grew up in. You know, I'm all for 
you know, starting new businesses and creating jobs and economic opportunities, but not like that, not when it's not done correctly and not when you're negatively impacting other people's lives. That's just not right. Right. I mean, meanwhile, at a time in which you can't even open up a lemonade stand without getting a permit, I mean, there's this is just this is about government choosing, picking and choosing what businesses they want to support because they it somehow suits their particular agenda. And just kind of like what I was talking about earlier with Bush, the so-called conservative who gave us the auto bailout and because that's what liberalism is about it's about it's about government control over our lives over our markets telling us who we can do business with telling us how to do business picking and choosing what industries they want to support and which ones they don't it's all about government control that's what this is about um it's also about that time that i reveal my awards for uh hero of the week and last week's full this week's tool award I have to say that when I put it out there to the listeners, hands down, without question, the majority was Donald Trump as hero of the week, because this was a man who I, like I said earlier, how many of you have gone through your lives without a moment that you wouldn't be ashamed of if it was videotaped or audio taped? His was put out publicly for the world to see. And he went out on that stage and he was there. Any, and by the way, that should have put to rest any stupid notions of the conspiracies that he entered this race to help his friend Hillary. Or that he doesn't care about America. What he, what, he, what he went through. He went out there and I do believe that he cares about the future of this country. I believe he gets the issues that we face. I believe he understands. He's, the reason why they're all pushing back on him is, is tied into the movie that Trevor Loudon was talking about earlier. The enemies within. I don't believe that we've got a Republican Party. That doesn't know. Uh, Admiral Lyons talks about in the movie about how the Republicans keep calling Obama incompetent. They know he's not incompetent. They know that he's had a strategy and he's brilliantly implemented it. And that's why they don't want Trump, because Trump is coming back for them. We finally have somebody who looked at the face of a Clinton after decades and said, I'm going to hold you accountable for your crimes and the Republican Party won't support him. That's a hero to me. They're treating him like he's the enemy within when he's not. Um, last week's fool, this week tool, a lot of people wanted Martha Raddatz. I say she's a symptom of the problem. She's not the problem. The Republican Party did not have to agree after 2012 and what happened. They did not have to agree to these so-called debates with these moderators, but they did it anyway. So my last week's fool, this week's tool, especially after everything that you've heard in the show with Trevor Loudon's movie, with the, with what's happening with Trump, what our the GOP has done, saying they need uh, to continue to be in power when they've done nothing. Uh, they're, they're my last week's fool. They're my last decade's fool. Let's go back to the year 2000. The GOP has been so foolish and so toolish, toolish as tools for the left that I've become, I've gotten to a place to where I actually think that we might've been better off had Al Gore won in 2000 because Bush's policies and the way he, I disagree with Del Beccaro here. I don't blame Congress. I blame Bush for a lot of it. His, his policies were liberal, but they got painted as conservative. So now conservatism has been forever permanently um, damaged irreparably, caused a whole lot of problems, whole lot of problems for us having Bush in office. I don't even have time to get into it. So let's keep this conversation rolling on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. My website is andreakshow.com. Spending a lot more time over on my page. Lots of stuff happening over there. Love you all. Have a great night, everybody. Power load. TNT.